to Eat This Scroll, the University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week and chew on God's word and uh, bring you guys along for the ride. And hopefully you get uh, a lot of encouragement from this and maybe a couple chuckles or or gently blowing air out of your nose, which <laughs> is what I do usually when I stare at my phone. Um, all right. This week, we've got Sean Duncan with us. Hello. I'm back again. He's back. Baby, I'm back. Uh, you are here, and you are the pastor of the college ministry here at UFC. I am. Yep. So you've I been... am. <laughs> whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we got him, boys. <laughs> That's heresy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... Um, and that, though, you were not the college pastor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to let him go. He just kept claiming to be God. It was crazy. <laughs> the weirdest thing um we are barreling towards the end of sermon on the mount we are hustling we're so close so close um so this is probably the second to last one yep okay and we just finished up false prophets and some mm-hmm. caution there that jesus offers us mm-hmm. and where are we, we lay, lay the landscape out for us so we okay. can gaze upon it okay so you've been with us along the journey <laughs> From beginning to end on this narrow gate and oh, no. hard way. Just All right. So Matthew chapter five to Matthew chapter seven, Jesus' longest recorded teaching called the Sermon on the Mount. He is teaching his disciples, but also there's crowds there. His focus though is the disciples. He blesses them. He tells them who they are. He tells them who he is. He tells them what it means and what it looks like to live as a citizen of the kingdom of God. Um, and we're king, we're kingdom citizens because Jesus is the one fulfilling the uh, the entire law and prophets, and really fulfilling um, the Sermon on the Mount in and of Himself. And He is that He is the gate that we enter by, and He is the way that we find eternal life. And when we're on uh, His path, His way, um, we begin to be shaped into His image and conformed into the image of Christ. And lo and behold, what does that look like? It looks like applying the Sermon on the Mount. So. Here at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he's giving his, his final call to listen, to not just listen uh, one time, but to listen for all time, because it's not just a gate, it's also a way. So it's a daily decision to follow Jesus. Um, and he's giving the option to the crowds of uh, between one or the other. Really, there's only two. You either follow Jesus or you don't. You either enter by the narrow gate or you enter by the w- wide gate. You either have life or you have destruction. You either follow false prophets or you follow the true prophet, Jesus Christ. Uh, And here again, he's going to divide the crowds and say there's really only two options. This is chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Not, oh, these are also, before I read it, these are like the scariest words in the entire Bible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Saddle up. hate these. (laughs) Okay. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you depart from me. You workers of lawlessness. Nope. Heavy words. Yeah. I could do without that one. (laughs) I could do without that one. (laughs) Yeah. Super serious. So, um, what are the two options? You either are known by Jesus or you're not known by Jesus. Right. Um, surprising that it's not, you either know Jesus or you don't know Jesus. Yeah. That's one observation. So yeah. he doesn't say, you never knew me. 
Mm. He says, I never knew you. Ooh. Interesting. Even more scary. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. not making this any better for the listener. <laughs> yeah. And we just got done talking about fruit, right? Yep. And works. Yep. And here these are men and women who are doing works. And good ones. Yeah. Um, there, there's no reason to think that these are bad works that they're doing. So um, they are prophesying in the name of Jesus. I mean, they're, they are speaking what is true from the Lord to the community around them, either about what's going on currently or about the immediate future. Um, they are casting out demons in the name of Jesus. That's not like a great thing. Yeah. Like you're liberating people from the, from demonic oppression. That sounds like a great thing yeah. in the name of Jesus and not even in their own name, in the name of Jesus. And they're doing many mighty works. In other words, miracles. That's what mighty work, this word mighty works is. So they're doing miracles. Maybe they're healing people or maybe they're splitting water, you know, I'm crossing. The, I don't know what they're doing, but Jesus says, there's going to be people who do things in my name who come to me on the day of judgment and they're not going to enter the kingdom. Hmm. And the determining factor is whether or not Jesus knew them. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So I have two questions about the text. <laughs> try to try to make sense of it. What does it mean to be known by Jesus? And why doesn't he say you didn't know me? Mm-hmm. And then um, he does give the caveat. So he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So it's the one who enters the kingdom of heaven is the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Also that would then we can equate that to the one that Jesus knows. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chris got any thoughts? How you work through this one? This is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. Um, you see these things that would be all the natural markers and mm-hmm. comforts of assurance mm-hmm. of your faith. And yet you still are not doing the will of your father somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's challenging. It's a pickle. Um, I think the question of fear that I have when I actually ponder this text, like maybe maybe this is the first time like we're we're even thinking, oh, it doesn't say you never knew me. It's I never knew you. That's yeah. why. Um But I, I'm thinking, okay, well, how the heck would I ever know if Jesus knows me, even if I know him? That's the question of fear. Mm-hmm. Then the question of of reflection is, is it possible to, for me to actually know Jesus and not be known by him? Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking at it, okay, they're, they're doing things in the name of Jesus. It doesn't necessarily say that they know Jesus. So, mm-hmm. and then there's that whole stuff. The one who does the will of my father who's in heaven. So at least I can start maybe there yeah. um, and ponder Jesus saying, I never knew you. Um, so here's where my mind goes to for those two spots. Jesus saying, I never knew you. He does talk in the gospel of John when he's talking about how he's a good shepherd that the father has given him sheep yeah, and he knows them mm-hmm. and he will never lose any of them. And what he also says in that text, not only does he know them and he will never lose them. And he also has sheep of another fold that he's going to bring into this one fold, but that they hear his voice and they listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, start. I'm, I'm already starting to ease up a little bit. Yeah, right? we're getting so, somewhere. Um, Jesus in the Gospel of John, he says, I know th- those who my Father has given me, and they know my voice. Mm-hmm. So, some, the, the ones who Jesus knows, respond to his voice. 
Okay, so what does it mean to respond to the voice of Jesus? Well, he's been speaking <laughs> for, <laughs> for three chapters now. <laughs> um, so maybe trusting that this is actually a better way of life that leads to life um, mm-hmm. eternal rather than um, taking the easy way and the, the, um, the short and the, the narrow gate and the easy path. Um, trusting him in that and actually applying his words to my life. That might be what it means to listen to his voice. Um, also to listen and trust the message that he said that no one comes to the father except through me, that um, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And that takes me to what I'm thinking about when it says, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven, like that's the one who's going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, also in John in John chapter six, he says, for this is the will of my father. Oh, nice. Thanks Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This is the will of my father that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him on the last day. Okay. So the will of the father is that people would be saved through looking upon the son and believing mm-hmm. on him. How do I do that? How do I do the will of the father? Mm-hmm. Oh, you look at the son and believe. Yeah. I am at peace now. Yeah. Yeah. You took a very scary, complicated thing and channeled and it down. Peace. So, yeah. okay. So what's going on with the people who Jesus didn't know? Well, they didn't look to the son and they didn't believe mm-hmm. in the son. It's very different. They, they come on the day of judgment and the thing that they say to enter the kingdom of heaven, they say, look what we did. Yep. If you die tonight, listener, if you die tonight and you're standing at the gate of heaven and God says, why should I let you in? I hope you don't say, look what I did. Yeah. The only option for you is look what he did. Yep. Look what he did. Jesus said it is finished. I actually don't know why I'm here and you definitely shouldn't let me in, but the guy on the middle cross said, I'm invited. Yep. And that's why I'm here. So we get to enter the kingdom. What to do the will of the father is to look on the son and to believe in him. And by doing so, what we are saying is look what he did Mm -hmm. and you are brought into the kingdom. Yeah. So Jesus knows Everyone Jesus knows will listen to his voice. And what it means to listen to his voice is to respond in faith, not in works. So mm-hmm. we don't bolster ourselves in what we can do or what we can accomplish. And we don't, we don't, we're not creating in this life a track record or a resume for the day of judgment, even if we're saying, but I did it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You have no resume, mm-hmm. no resume. The only thing that you can have that would get you into the kingdom of heaven is what is given to you by the righteousness of Christ. You have his resume. So you say, look what he did. He did everything for me and he has given it freely. Mm -hmm. And that person, Jesus will say, I know you and you will enter the kingdom of heaven. But to the one who does not do this, um, he doesn't just say, I never knew you. He also says, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's just interesting <laughs> because what were they doing? They're prophesying, they're mm-hmm. casting out demons, and they're doing many mighty works. And yet Jesus calls that lawlessness. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be lawful? Well, you could be doing the right thing and still be lawless. You need the law giver. Yeah. It's also required that you have the law giver to be lawful or to be a- abiding by and in the law. So um, no one, like no one, has a resume so good that they don't need Jesus. Right. And no one's resume is so bad that they can't have him. 
Yeah, even Paul talks about his works being as filthy rags. Yeah, yeah. And, and same thing in Isaiah. Like our righteousness is but filthy rags before God. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what you're depending on, you're going to be sorely disappointed on the day of judgment when God divides the people, one towards judgment and the other towards eternal life in the kingdom. I hope what every listener to this podcast hears on that day is, I know you. Yeah. Come on in. And you're not going to hear that if on that day you say, look at everything I did for you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One tool that I've used is just asking the question, how do you know you're saved mm. or why are you saved yeah. or a probing question like that. And um, I remember one example and I don't remember where the source was, but he said he asked a guy how his, uh, his walk was going, mm-hmm. you know, just normal question. And he said, well, you know, I've, um, I've been going to church again recently and this mm-hmm. and the other, and he listed off a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. He didn't list off, you know, Christ and what that relationship looks mm-hmm. like. And so I think, okay, if, if my instinct is to go, Oh, how do I know I'm saved? Well, this, this, and this, uh Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Um, but if my instinct is to say I'm saved by the blood of Christ and putting faith in him and the fruit of that has been these things, but mm-hmm. the only thing I can rely on is, is his work. Yeah. Yeah. That question's hard. I think because I'm listening to you say that and I'm like, wow, that actually sounds like a great answer. Yeah. Um, Cause when we say saved, like how, how do you know you're saved? Mm, that, I see what you're saying. That question could mean um, like, how do you have confidence that you're yeah. saved? Where, and and, your and to that, like that's what you're getting at. So, well, the only confidence I have for salvation is the finished work of Christ. Mm-hmm. But if we're meaning like, how do you actually know that you've been regenerated and really are believing the gospel and really are, um, set in Christ. Well, the, the evidence of your justification is your sanctification. Right. Like I, I ponder that question sometimes like, I'm like, am I actually saved? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, and I, I think about that. I was like, well, I know the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think I believe the gospel mm-hmm. and my life reflects that I am trusting the gospel because yeah. I do weird things. Like I read my Bible Mm-hmm. And I think God is speaking to me through it mm-hmm. and I pray because I think God really is listening and I don't do the, a lot of the things that I did as a high schooler when I wasn't a, a Christian because I think that it's sin. And mm-hmm. so why do I think these things? Well, because I believe the gospel and I believe Jesus, that he really is Lord and Messiah. I was like, okay, well, okay, maybe I am saved, but what else could I explain this sanctification. Yeah. So like to that question, like maybe that's what that friend was thinking, but I do think that lots of time the way you're saying it is how the yeah. question unfolds, but yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, anytime we can reflect and, and consider what is providing us peace and comfort yeah. in, in any area of our lives, because uh, I think that can only be found uh, truly rooted in Christ and his work and yeah. the eternity we get to look forward to. But because um, we could turn it the other way, right? We could say because we could have someone who's like, no, 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 I'm I'm totally saved. The gospel is that Jesus has lived for me, died for me, rose again, and when I believe, I have eternal life. But then they blatantly sin. There's mm-hmm. no repentance. Uh, there there seems to be no evidence of sanctification. They when they're confronted about their sin, they they ignore it and reject it rather than repenting from it. 
And at least what the Bible would say for us is that if that's the case, you should have no confidence that that person is a believer. Yeah. So it's so the same thing. Like if I were to be like, am I saved? But then I saw all of that, I'd be like, well, I don't Ooh. have a ton of confidence for yeah. it. But how do I know that my salvation is assured? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. How do I, yep. how will I ever enter the kingdom? Well, not by anything I did, but everything that Jesus did. Yeah. And that is what makes it such good news. Yeah. Man, you imagine walking up and putting your pennies on the scale and hoping, <laughs> yeah. gosh, what a nightmare. Yeah. So a text as scary as this can be a text very, very comforting if we spend some time to ask some questions and humble ourselves to the text rather than trying to explain it away. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you for walking us through your thoughts. Hopefully that was valuable for you guys. Um, give you guys an idea of how Sean's head works when he looks at a text that- It's a mystery, like, man. <laughs> Hey, one more time of this. Yeah. We're going to do this one more time in Sermon on the Mount. I'm ready. Okay. I'll see you next time. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. 